Thanks for listening to the Gateway Live podcast, a collection of recent sermons, teaching, and inspirational content brought to you by Gateway Church of Upstate New York. Visit our website at gatewaylive.org for more information. Now, here's today's message. We had such an incredibly great prayer meeting Thursday night. Uh, I, I just... You get together, and I, I, we want everybody to pray. Not everybody always prays, but, man, the, the Holy Ghost was there. The Word of God was spoke, uh, spoken, and, and you, you know, the, the whole idea and, and what Ned opened that prayer meeting with was, was living life with intention, with, with, with uh, purpose and direction. And I literally had a vision of, of, of uh, being in the Navy on, on board a small uh, destroyer. In, in, in the middle of uh, the Pacific Ocean, and um, we were on liberty in Hong Kong. And Hong Kong at the time was a British port, and there was a typhoon coming. So the Brits have a big navy. And so where we were moored and supposed to be at liberty for, for like a week in Hong Kong, they said, uh, hey, uh, Yankee, we need that spot. So we were forced to go out into the typhoon. And I'm telling you what, you talk about a storm. Literally, I, you know, you know I, it just was amazing how, uh, how incredibly powerful the storms can be. I mean, you know, anyway, I don't want to exaggerate, but it was, our, our, uh, the mast on our ship was, was probably 120 feet, and the waves were going over the top of it. Just figure that out. But the point of it is, I was, I was in charge of the engine room, keeping the engine running, and that was the only thing that kept us going, is having intent and going in the direction. If you were just tossed by the waves, even that big ship could capsize. I don't care, but, but as long as you had a, you're pointed in the right direction, they'd crash over you and you'd get wet and all that stuff, but it did not tip you over. And so I, what I'm here to tell you and preach this morning is, come on, give God uh, uh, the glory. Live your life with a, a direction towards him, and you will never fail. That's a promise. I don't care, I, and I said it in the, in the meeting, you know, I don't care you think somebody goes through storms so fast. And, and others, they take time. It doesn't matter how much time you take. Just, just move with that intent. That's all, that's all that, you know, I want to be in fellowship with people that have that intention. That, that literally, I, that's who I am in fellowship with. It's, it, if somebody's around and they don't have that intention to, to serve God, I love you. I'll be here for you. But man, oh man, my goal is to see you come into that place. Whew, I got a thousand thoughts. So I'm watching on uh, Facebook. I apologize for that, but it was. Um, uh, these were the, the wounded eagle, you know, and they rehabilitate him, and they open the hatch, and, and uh, he takes a couple jumps out, and then he takes off flying. Everybody's crying. Ooh. Me too. I, you know. And, and, you know, one was a bobcat, you know, he was wounded, and, and you see that one in the, you know, he, he, he was in the cage, he opened the cage, and the cat didn't even know he was free. 
you know, until finally, and it's just such a good feeling. Well, I got to tell you what, the whole plan, purpose, my desire is to see that freedom in your life. You want to know what trips my trigger is to watch somebody who's been bound in sin, bound uh, in in their past, bound in, in all of these stings and addiction, and watch freedom come into your life. And I'm telling you, it just multiplies joy to me. So if you're here today, let me try to put it all together before I preach what I was going to preach. A positive confession towards God. Let me tell you, he can do it. How many of you know he can do it? How many have had him do it in your life? Absolutely. And so if you're here and you're wondering if he can, I'm telling you what, he literally set me free. Well, you got a perfect life. Let me tell you what, I've been through hell the last couple weeks. But the point is, with intention and direction, you don't stay there. Some of you have got stuck in a place of grief, and you need to come on. Somebody needs to jumpstart you. Start moving again. God is good. He's faithful. Storms come. Keep moving. They'll crash right over the top of you, but you'll come on on the other side. There. All right, here we go. I'm reading from Romans chapter 8, verse number 1. It says, therefore now, or therefore no condemnation now exists. For those in Christ Jesus, because the Spirit's law of life in Christ has set us, uh, or set you free from the law of sin and of death. There is no condemnation because he literally, he literally set me free. Just like that eagle that, just like the bobcat or whatever else you watched on YouTube, he opened the cage for me. Not only did he open the cage, he destroyed the cage. The cage that you think you're in right now is a f- made up in your own mind if you name the name of Jesus. But it says here, what the law could not do since it was limited by the flesh, God did. He condemned sin in the flesh by sending his own son in the flesh like and like ours under sin's dominion and as a sin offering in order that the law's requirement would be accomplished in us who did who do not walk according to the flesh but according to the spirit god sent his son to pay a penalty for us to to fulfill the law I, again this is lawyer speak but let me uh tell you how important it is for those of you that do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. If you walk according to your flesh, if you're dominated by your flesh, you cannot live the life you're intended to live. And I want to preach about walking in the Spirit and, and, and give you just a, some things you can do. If he says do it, we can do it. He says for those who live according to the flesh, think about The things of the flesh, but those who live according to the Spirit about the things of the Spirit. For the mindset of the flesh is death, 
but the mindset of the spirit is life and peace. Make a choice. Do you want death or life and peace? What do you think? Life and peace. How do I get life and peace? Well, this situation in my life has to change. No, it doesn't. Life and peace comes from having a mindset of being filled with his spirit and, and allowing his spirit to dictate literally your emotions, literally your thoughts. You, you, you take your, those thoughts into captivity and you think on the things that God would have you think on. Well, that's not easy to do. It's, no, it's not, especially if you're bombarded and all you do is think about your flesh. But what I'm asking you to do today is you here that are just weighted down and you don't feel that life and peace, that consider what I'm saying today, how it is that you can, you can literally be mindful of spiritual things. So it says, uh, for the mindset of the flesh is hostile to God because it does not submit itself to God's law, for it is unable to do so. Those who are in the flesh cannot please God. You, however, are not in the flesh but in the Spirit, since the Spirit of God lives in you. When you and it says, but if you, anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, he does not belong to him. I, I want to belong to him. I can have experienced uh, uh, being filled with the Spirit at one time in my life and so totally ignore it now because he's a gentleman. I get to choose. I could choose to live in the flesh here today, but I, what I know is any time in my life when I've made those kind of decisions towards carnal things, all it does is hurt. The works of the flesh hurt. There may be sometimes some momentary uh, uh, um, satisfaction when there's, uh, 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 you know, revenge or you get to, you know, get your anger on and all of these things. And you might feel good for a moment, but the end of it is not life and it's not peace. So God's desire and call is for us to, to uh, be spiritually minded. And so, and I'm going to tell you about and I understand the, the battle that goes on. Here's what Romans 7, 21, just before the, that says. So I discovered this principle. When I want to do what is good, evil is with me. Can I get an amen? I don't need to be tempted by the devil. I am just fully capable all on my own. Now, I, I wrestle with my flesh just like you do. And I'm going to tell you this, if you, if you have a different story, I want you to come take the microphone. But there is n- at no point in my last 40 years of serving God have I ever perfected this flesh. Anybody has? No. I thought you were moving. The idea that you can is a doctrine of the devil. Because all it does is bring condemnation into our life. But when you realize the battle that exists between our flesh and our spirit, you can put it into place and realize that your flesh is something that literally you do not have to give in to constantly. 
Some of the way you, you struggle in your thinking is because you are giving in to that carnal part of you that we all do from time to time, but it does not have to have dominion anymore. So it goes on to say, it says, uh, for in the inner self, I joyfully agree with God's law. How many felt the presence of God here? Did you? All you? Pretty cool, huh? You're like, oh, I agree with that. Then you got to get in your car. And you got to go home. And you got to face the problems that are there and the situations, maybe in relationship or, you know, your financial issues. Or, you know, if you're wrapped up in the, 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 the incredibly crazy political things that are going on around us. If that becomes your fault, let me tell you what. If all you do is listen to the news, you there's no way that you're going to have life in peace. Just absolutely no way. If you are all in a tithy, in a turmoil, I guarantee you, if you shut it off for a little while and give it a two-week rest or a one-month rest, you turn it on, it'll be the same stuff. Right? Except we're getting progressively. Closer to a time. I mean, there's, there's some crazy stuff going on out there. And uh, if, if you focus on that, really, uh, literally, you'll get bound to this world, and it does not produce life in peace. Just doesn't do it. Never will. Never has. Quit trying to make it. You know, good, your, your job, you're, you're, you know, you're on a, you're on a you know, high right now. Things are going good, great. That, good, because there's a storm coming. Just saying. How do you know? Because storms come. Now, I'm not speaking that on you. And the fact of the matter is, if you get your joy and peace from how good your business is doing, I, and I understand, I want, I, you know, there's some business owners here, bless you, man, for working hard. And all of that stuff, but sometimes the tide is in or out, whatever. It should not affect your peace and your joy. Why? Because he provides. He always has. And, and, and it's just a way of thinking. So it goes on. Here it says, um, but I see a different law in the parts of my body waging war against the law of my mind and taking me prisoner to the law of sin in the, in the parts of my body. What a wretched man I am. Did you ever say that? Tell me, what a wretched woman. What a wretched man. There's a difference. Just saying. Uh. He says, he said, what a wretched man I am. Who will rescue me from this dying body? It's out there, but he doesn't leave us hopeless. It's like, ah, you ever feel that frustration? Like, oh, my goodness, what's going to happen? In the confession, he says, I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then with my mind, I myself am a slave to the law of God, but with my flesh to the law of sin. There's a battle that goes on continually. This is just before Romans 8 and 1 where it says there is no condemnation. 
this is the, precedes that. The reality of it is, of course, we battle with our flesh. Some of you battle with your flesh and you let condemnation rule your life and that's not what God has. You will never fully live in that life and peace unless you can realize that there are times this flesh will get the better of me, but I will not allow it to rule my life anymore. There's times when, when things in my life, you know, like I say, dealing with different things, it's like almost overwhelming, but when I can get in the mind of the Spirit... Boy, what a difference. Two weeks ago when all was going on with this tragedy in our assembly, and I literally said it, and I've never said this before. I said, Lord, I, I can't do this. I said, this is too much. I, you know, and, and, and uh, uh, that still small voice. He said, you are carrying, I'm paraphrasing, you're carrying things that's not yours to carry. He said, you're worried about things that are coming down the road. He said, I'm going to be there. I carry that. What I need you to do is focus on what I need you to do. The idea that we throw our hands up and say, oh, Lord, you take charge of everything. You know what? He has commissioned us. He's gifted us. He has a response. I have a responsibility that I needed to take care of that he expected me to do. And so he, he's, and I, when I realized, wait a minute, I'm carrying all this other stuff, I'm not, okay. He said, can you do this? I said, I can do that. He said, all right, go do it. What about the rest? I got it. You know what? There's some of the things you're carrying today. You, got, you, you, you can't carry them. You're not supposed to carry them. How are you going to live with life and peace? If your flesh has constantly got you in turmoil, about what might happen, you know, what's going to happen, my health, my, my whatever. Listen, my days are numbered. How many, how many numbers you got left? Don't know. But I do know who's numbered them. And I'm okay with that. And the, the rest, when, if you call him Lord, it makes all the difference in the world. So, um, I was going to read a whole lengthy one, and I'm not going to do that because of time. So I'm going to go down to Philippians 3 and 10. So here's the idea. If you've got a flesh and spirit thing battling, you all, all of us do. How do you walk in the spirit? What does it mean? So Paul, Paul in uh, Philippians chapter 3 is talking about having no confidence in the flesh and, and all of that. And, uh, you know, he's, and then he goes on to his, his uh, pedigree as far as all that he accomplished in the flesh. And he said, at the end of the day, it doesn't amount to nothing. That's why I got to tell you a pet peeve. And, and uh, I, I just, and I'm not talking to anybody here, but uh, when, you know, there's different or, or earthly ministries here, you know, different. And they always got pictures of themselves. It's like, I don't get that. Your, your flesh, I mean, you know, the gift of God is amazing, but, uh, and it works through some incredible people. But constantly, if there's some 
they just what they do is they're lifting up i don't know something that's so temporary and and uh almost like glamour shots well who cares you know let me let me hear the word from you let me let me you know get what god's gifting through you and and the idea when we get become so focused on the flesh it's impossible for us to walk in the spirit and this is what so uh, Paul had this pedigree of just uh, a Hebrew of Hebrews and his circumcision. He brags about what tribe he was from and all that he did, uh, you know, for uh, what he thought was God. He said, I count it all as just trash, dung. He said, uh, he said because of him I've suffered the loss of all things and considered them fil- Filt so that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own but of, from the law, but one that is through faith in Christ. How many of you have faith? Come on, there is a righteousness imparted to you. But he goes on, the righteousness from God based on faith. My goal is to know him. That's my goal. Well, don't you know him already? I don't know all of him. I don't. If you want to walk in the spirit, you ever get these religious people that they know they know it all? You should have met me, met me 20 years ago. That was me. But life has a way of bringing humility into your life, into your being. And what I do know is, is uh, uh, I, I know of him, I know him, I, I hear his voice, but there's more of him to pursue. And when you keep that attitude in your life, and you make that intention, like Paul says here, he says, my goal is to know him. Man, you're, we're talking about the Apostle Paul. And he is declaring, my goal is to know him. Like for crying out loud, he knocked you out the horse, he blinded you, he healed your eyes, he did all of these things, and you don't, you know what, I don't know all of him. Neither does anybody that has his flesh to filter life through. Man, there's some that have gone on, I know Charlene knows them, all of it. I know there's different ones that we've loved, and, and we'll celebrate them next Sunday in the resurrection. But, I, but right now, man, we know in part. We see through a glass darkly, but it doesn't keep me from staring at it. Because the more I look into it, the more I can be changed into that image. The more he reveals, I don't know it all, you don't know it all. But by the grace of God, we're going to go there together. And he goes on and he says, my goal is to know him in the power of his resurrection. And the fellowship of his sufferings being conformed to his death. We can, when you're suffering, come on, Jesus suffered. But what I want you to look at, and we're going to talk about it again next week, the power of his resurrection. If you, you cannot possibly walk in the spirit without knowing him in the power of his resurrection. Because the power of his resurrection, do you know what we're going to celebrate next Sunday? Is literally a man was brutally murdered, died, breathed his last breath, 
put in a grave to decay. And he said, nah. He said, I don't think so. He went to hell, got the keys of death, hell in the grave, got dominion back for us, comes back, and that body came to life again. Shocking. Not somehow not the same body because literally he could make it in a room without opening a door. So figure that out. But what happens when you believe in and you know him in the power of his resurrection, it makes this present world seem like, what? Compared to, what? Okay, yeah, we got all this stuff going on. We got all this political upheaval. Rome has, has made us slaves, and we don't have our own freedom. And what about this, and what about that? And he's like, yeah, that's not my kingdom. He said, if my kingdom was of this world, my disciples would fight. But he said, look, when he stepped in the room, literally changed their lives when they realized the power of the resurrection. When they realized the coming life for us. When they realized that this is completely temporary. And that's eternal. And uh, it says here in... uh, and again, I will, uh, no, I've got to read it all. Sorry. This Amplified, 2 Corinthians 4, 16 says, Therefore, do not become discouraged, spiritless, disappointed, or afraid. Though our outward self is progressively wasting away, your inner self is being progressively renewed day by day. For our momentary light distress This passing trouble is producing for us an eternal weight of glory, a fullness beyond measure, surpassing all comparison, a transcendent splendor, and an endless blessedness. Can you imagine an endless blessedness? That's what awaits me. That's if I'm thinking, if I'm knowing him through the power of the resurrection, then man, this flesh is going to fall to the ground and there is going to be an absolute revelation in my life. And so I might better live in that joy now. That, that is my thought. And, and it goes on, it says here, uh, so we look not. This is walking in the spirit. So we look not at the things which are seen, but the things which are unseen, for the things which are visible are temporal, but the things which are invisible are everlasting and imperishable. I guarantee you, man, some of you have walked an incredibly difficult road, and you have difficulty ahead of you just like all of us. But I tell you, there is a change coming. There is an unseen world around us that because of the resurrection of Jesus Christ, I have a hope that's so incredibly solid that life or death, principalities, things present, things to come, they cannot, they will not separate us from the love of God that's in Christ Jesus. Not to those that make that confession. Not to those that that believe and want to know Him in all of those ways. I want to know Him. And the power of his resurrection. One more scripture. 
It says here, and let's stand together as we finish it. This is Jesus speaking to his disciples just before uh, he was to be offered up. And he's kind of giving them the bullet points, man. He, you know, it's kind of like the boss was leaving the job site and he's telling them all this is what's happening when I'm gone. And he says in John chapter 16, he said, I have told you these things so that in me you may have perfect peace. Why would Jesus tell us anything? <laughs> if you read uh, John 14, 15, 16, do you know how many times he said, I've told you these things? He keeps saying, I've told you these things. You know, he just like, wait, 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 wait. You know, and he knew what was coming for them. He said, but I've told you these things so that in me you might have perfect peace. Yeah, but all around me. Yeah, but that's the spiritual world. Yeah, I know the spiritual world's in turmoil. But I tell you what, that's because there's, you know, principalities and powers that's going on, and they know their time is short. That's what's going on. Well, aren't you afraid of that? No. What happens if we have to? He'll give us the grace to. What happens if this happens? Well, he'll be there. Is there one spot of your life that he hasn't been? Do you not think he's going to be there tomorrow and the next day and next week, next year? What will happen? I'm going to tell you what. The power of the resurrection is going to overtake me. That's what's going to happen. And one day, the battle that goes on in my life will end. And I am determined that that spiritual man is the one that's going to be victorious. Not because I have that power, but because he's already made me victorious. He said, I've told you these things so that in me you might have perfect peace. In the world you will have tribulation and distress and suffering. Woohoo! Can I get an Amen. Come on, how many of you right here are having tribulation, distress, or suffering right now? Yes. Come on, you're not outside of God's plan or purpose or will. What he wants to do is take and just renew your mind so that in the midst of distress and in the midst of of tribulation and suffering, you can look at it all and say, it's okay. That's what I see. It's the unseen things that are going to drive my emotions and, 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 and cause me to think in a way that perfect peace. How many want that perfect peace? Come on. You don't get it by the power of positive thinking. You get it by spiritually thinking. You get it by walking in the Spirit. If you have never received the Spirit, that's where you start. But he says, be courageous, be confident, be undaunted, be filled with joy. Because I've overcome the world. (laughs) He's already, the battle you're fighting, he's already beat it. The things that, that... 
causing you to be made low, I'm going to tell you, he already is the antidote. I, I, I got to see it. Man, oh man, I got to believe in the unseen world. It said, my conquest is accomplished and my victory is abiding. Be of good cheer, I've overcome the world. Be of good cheer. He's already overcome the situations in your life. Be of good cheer. He already knows what's going on in your home and your family. And, and I'm telling you, when you focus on Him, my God, it's not going to change the situations always in your life, but it'll certainly change the way you think. So, Father, today I'm speaking your revelation. Let revelation touch us. God, to be, for our lives to be ruled by the power of your Spirit. My God, the, the absolute wonder of your resurrection, of a life that is unseen by us, but that is waiting, it's eternal, it's there. I believe the, the events of our, our existence here, Lord, is preparing us for what's next. God, let us not kick against that. Let, let us not fight against that, the, the road that we're on. But let us turn toward you and find in the midst of distress and tribulation, perfect peace. God, I'm asking you today, touch my sister. God, I'm asking you right now, I lift her up to you in the name of Jesus. In this room, in this room, my sister that needs to be uh, lifted, that needs to have that revelation, I speak it specifically upon her. In the name of Jesus, upon my brother here today, God that's been struggling with the works of his flesh in his own life and, and feeling that condemnation so continually. God, bind the enemy that would lie. I take authority right now in the name of Jesus. I speak your freedom upon it. Lord, let that cage, God, that you've already opened, let them see the escape. Ah, no. I worship you, Jesus. Come on, if you feel caged this morning, we're here to encourage you to be free. That's what we're here for. Ah, he, he's here to open that door to your freedom. And so as we sing, I want us to pray. Please, please, as we come down here and, and pray, we do this for a purpose. Make some time before you leave. Seek the face of God. If, if you're free, thank Him for your freedom. If you need freedom, come let us pray for you and watch what God will do. He wants you to be free. In the name of Jesus. Thanks for listening to this week's message. Be sure and subscribe to the podcast to be notified when new messages are released. And remember to visit gatewaylive.org for more information.